All right, guys, huge episode. Steamer or Streamer is back with Infinite. Summer of Star Wars is red hot with Revenge of the Sith. All kinds of news, hot wrecks. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing great, man. I'm awesome. You? I'm doing great because we are here uh, doing our favorite thing. That's the podcast. So lots of good stuff to talk about today. Um, even in the doldrums of summer, there still is news and trailers and things for us to talk about. We have our summer of Star Wars we'll be talking about as well today. Um, but before we dive into all of that good stuff, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nord East Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nord East Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week yeah yeah thanks also yeah. thanks uh, for doing that <clears throat> big kudos to you eric for timing the summer of star wars during some of the most i don't know usually like bland movie tv especially tv content right uh, of the season so uh summer of star wars is an absolute necessity yeah. to get you through to like august totally agree i can't wait for more of that uh, but we have an awesome and exciting beer in front of us what are we drinking today guys all right so we are over with our friends modest uh, shout out to Zach Potts. How you doing, buddy? This is Esoteric Eclecticism, uh, a double dry hopped oak age Pilsner. Okay, so a nice Pilsner, but it's not just a boring Pilsner because they've done some things. Uh, what do you guys think of this beer? Boring Pilsners are good Pilsners, Jim, because they're to style. To style. Okay? I know. I do agree with that. Um, that's true. But this one's not quite I didn't style. know what type of beer this was when I took my first sip, and it was like really um, a problem. Off-putting. It was off-putting, yeah. but that's not fair because this is a delicious beer. It is. And uh, as soon as I heard you read the description on my second sip, I really enjoyed it. Because you just thought, hey, this is a weird-tasting IPA for Yeah, I was like, it's got to just be an IPA because that's what every beer is. And then <laughs> right. I literally was like, whoa, uh, but it's really delicious. All right, so this is also brewed in collaboration with Cerebral. Do you guys even know where that is? Well, I'd be remiss to like leave them out, but I Isn't don't know. Isn't that um, the thing that... Uh, professor experts cerebro cerebra um i don't know but you guys like this beer no cerebro is the you know the that's compu- the, the computer yeah with the big room yeah it's like okay. it's like literally what bruce almighty movie ripped off he became god what are you talking about yeah no i get it but it was like what if i could hear everybody's thoughts you oh, know yeah. like it was like definitely just a former x-men nerd who was like what if you had professor x's powers and they were like dude this is not a comic book and he was like fine god <laughs> <laughs> call it god <laughs> all right what do you guys think good stuff it's a yeah, good beer it's yeah. good beer very drinkable like nice summer beer too agree all right guys we move on to do we care and we're gonna start with uh the mcu because that's a great place to start shang chi trailer drops um how excited should we be for shang chi i think very very this is, is a must must hit for them right no i don't think so <laughs> i mean it will hit no, I'm just saying it's a must hit, as in, like, they probably make as much money in China now as they do oh, in the United States. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant first... they needed the win here. No, it's their first venture into Chinese heroes in, mm. you know, their second biggest market, if not pushing for first now. I think they know this movie needs to be good, and this movie is going to be an A. Yeah, it looks great. The trailer looks really cool. Um, I'm surprised, I guess, how much maybe plot and surprises they gave away maybe this thing's just gonna be chock full of surprises but like what the trailer like um guess who's back abomination remember him from the hulk movie 
Oh. No, why? but it's going to be like a small part. So I think that it's going to turn out that um, they watched Mortal Kombat on HBO Max and said, damn, there wasn't even a, a fighting tournament in that. Let's put it in our movie. So they did. Thank you. So there's like going to be this big martial arts fighting tournament in it. And in some clips from that, you saw abomination like you know the same design you could definitely tell it was him which was cool like tim roth i don't know if we're gonna see him or just see you know the hulked out whatever abomination out version yeah the the trailer looked awesome like i'm a huge sucker for like really good kung fu you know like martial artsy like action um type stuff like i used to watch every jet Li movie i mean you know what i mean yeah. like, these are just like bad movies but like the kung fu or sorry, the martial arts aspect of them were fantastic, like unbelievable to watch. Like some of the Donnie Yen stuff too, like IP Man, um, the hero movie with, you know, Jet Li. Yep. Um, like I wasn't into Jackie Chan as much, but um, any movie that's got like really well done martial arts has me hooked almost instantly. Yeah. And they showed off a few scenes and I was like, wow, this is going to be an unbelievably like choreographed movie maybe not the best acted or the plot i care about the most but i think this movie is just going to be awesome like yeah. like a ton of fun i think the main guy who's a relative unknown looks awesome he looks you know buff and tough and like kind of like they played him like kind of cool like he i think he was set to be this powerful guy i think his in this movie his dad is going to be the mandarin like the real mandarin mm. which isn't exactly how the comic goes um but I think that maybe he might have to win this tournament to get the 10 rings from his dad. Um, just like, hey, I'm not just going to give these to you, son. And yeah. I think he hates his dad, I assume. They played that up in the last bad guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of learned a lot. Like, there was a giant dragon, and um, I don't know. I just, I'm excited. They just gave us a lot. I don't really need to see more. I don't really want to see more. I'm Those ready. rings look OP as hell, too. Holy yeah, crap. Instead of just like rings on your fingers, they're like five on each arm that kind of go up your forearms, and you can shoot them out and bring them back. And uh, yeah, dude. And honestly, and you know who else was in the trailer was Wong. Mm. Yeah. And so maybe Doctor Strange like sent Wong to go win this tournament so that they could take those rings and like keep them safe so they you need the wrong them hands yeah or yeah whatever um so we'll see some wong which come on if i had wong. the 10 rings i would instantly like shoot one through a wall and then it'd just be the nine ring you'd just lose one i would just instantly like lose one doing something stupid eric's like yeah laura where is my, i'm looking under the couch for my ring where is my 10th <laughs> ring i well, can't find look it. laura i only have nine so um yeah. could you help me find them kind of important i can picture the whole thing so 10 minutes he loses a ring easily <laughs> exactly let's move on to suicide squad um trailer dropping um suicide squad first one was bad will the second one be any good yeah for sure it's a to totally different group uh they even recast will smith out and put in idris elba uh massive upgrade yeah and this is like the last one was a pg-13 movie which is a mistake this is like a hard r-rated wild it's gonna be bloody it's gonna be graphic uh the language is gonna be whatever they want um i think it's gonna be great like i'm legit very excited for it I think if nothing else, even if it's like kind of dumb, I think it'll be really entertaining. Yeah, it's well, and I hope they just lean into that. Right. Yeah. Acknowledge that that's what it's going to be is campy and kind of silly adult fun. Right. Right. In that regard. And don't don't shy away. Don't pretend like this is going to be a serious movie. I mean, you have John Cena, you know, in wearing the like the tightest shirt crazy possible. looking. It's like an Arsenal jersey from five years ago. Right. Couldn't get any tighter. <laughs> Nipplegate. Um, I think we're excited. We I care about And it's I, James Gunn. Man. I care. I, I care, I guess. Rope directed. Yeah, you should. All right. I do care about this one. Um, AMC needs a win. 
What does the AMC have right now? <sighs> like three spinoffs of The Walking Dead and nothing else. Better Call Saul? Yeah. I, yeah, if that's still going They're on. They're literally yeah. just milking the hits from 10 years ago. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, so instead, their new plan is to milk the hits from 25 years ago. That's yes. because they are going to be starting their own Interview with the Vampire universe. I'm into this, actually. I'm, I'm into it, this. too, because Interview with the Vampire is one of the most underrated movies ever. It's one of the best vampire movies of all time. Because you got Blade near the top, Blade 2 near the top. You got Interview with the Vampire, and you got the like Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, and then the Twilight series. This is just what bam Bra- right there. I mean. Brad Pitt. Whoa, 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 whoa! You missed <laughs> Underworld, the first one. Underworld oh, should be in there. Yeah. The, fir- the first one. The the rest yeah, of it was kind of like okay, but, but like, dude, the Kate, first one was great. What we do in the shadows? Yeah, not the movie. Well, the TV show. Yeah, the movie was okay. Um, so this had what? Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise Drew Barrymore. Uh, no, a young Kate Kirsten Hudson? Dunst. Kirsten Dunst? Um, One of those actresses? Yeah, from that Tom time? Cruise, Brad Pitt. Um, who's like the Spanish actor? Antonio uh, uh, Banderas. Tent. Yes, Antonio Banderas. This thing was stacked. That movie was so Graphic, good. scary. It was a little too throat slitty for me. Oh, yes. It was a really throat slitty movie, which kind of ruined it a little for me. A lot of kinda, throat bitey and slitty. Kind of makes me not want to rewatch it, but like, wow, is it really good. Also, it, it, it had that awkward thing, though. Where, oh, like, and Christian Slater, I forget. Where you had like, so who did we decide it was? Antonio Banderas. No, the girl. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. It's either Kirsten or Kirsten. Kirsten I don't Kirsten. know. Yet. I thought it's Kirsten. I don't know. Kirsten. For sure. Never Whatever. Dunst. We'll learn. Um, Dunst. So, it, so, so Dunst was in this movie, but she was like an old vampire, but she was turned as a child. So she was like trying to like hook up with these guys and stuff. Yeah. Because she was like their age, but she was like look like a young girl. Kind of like in which was like, just like kind of awkward storytelling. But I don't want to scare you off because if you didn't watch this movie, you should go watch it. They don't do it. No, no. So no. they probably did just not on screen. <laughs> probably just it was just good him. the movie was good like, it makes sense should... yeah it's it is good it's a fucking great movie actually i, I want to watch and it i think that like the combination of um tom cruise and brad pitt i don't know if i needed to see it ever again but like it was a fun combination have they done other movies together i don't think i so. can't imagine that they did they were they, each, they wouldn't they were on the yeah. same corner it's not like tom you know? cruise was in the oceans movies he was like the only famous dude and that's because he's not cool with them like he's weird he's the weird outcast yeah but that's because Hollywood. like they were on the same corner like they were like duking it out for the same roles and brad yeah. pitt won that fight handily yeah well, and they, well <clears throat> sometimes tom cruise doesn't i mean he's not going to join a collaboration cast because he doesn't need to yeah. he's going to be the leading man he makes the demands for what movies he, he wants. He pretty to much do. produces his, the stuff he does now. Yeah, he so. pretty much only does Mission, Mission Impossible, and that's yeah. great. That's what we love him for. We want him very busy with Mission Impossible at all times. <laughs> don't don't get distracted, Tom. No, no, Jack Reacher three. Zenu's not here to pick you up yet. Just make another couple. Do we care? I care. I care a yeah, lot. This is I actually, actually pretty exciting well, TV news. Yeah. And one of the things that sort of compounds on this is not only did they buy the rights to Interview with a Vampire. They yeah. bought all of Anne Rice's properties. Yeah, 18 of her most famous things, which she has like a couple. She has like a big witch trilogy or something like that that was semi-popular. But Anne Rice got really weird. Did you know about all this? So she eventually got so Christian and religious that she denounced all her, her vampire chronicles as, you know, that's evil stuff. I don't know what I was in the wrong state of mind when I wrote all that. And now she then she started like writing like Christian vampire stuff, which obviously was trash. And then she was like, she found out that um, uh, just being overly Christian um, didn't pay the bills. And so then she denounced that. I think she I think she pretty much did. Well, she's an executive producer on this. She's not writing it, which is good, but she will be there. I'm I'm sure this might just be literally a way to pay her for it. 
and my, she's not doing anything. My favorite thing about. with that take is that um, either one, you're saying that Christians are super anti-fictional um, characters, uh, which is well, funny. Harry or, Potter, Golden Compass. Yeah. Yeah, the list or, goes on. Or two, you're just pushing an old sexist um, Christian thing that was like, women who are smart are witches. Yeah. yeah. If they're not, they will not... They will fly when we push them off this cliff. If not, we are sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. I won't go too far into this, but they're like, oh, the magic in Harry Potter is the work of the devil. But let me read you the story about a guy who went out into the <laughs> desert and saw a burning bush and was blinded for 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went back and repented his sins. And then God gave him his sight back. And you're, you're like, uh, <laughs> <Nice>. okay, <Yeah. laughs> kind of see the That's the good the kind similarity. of mysticism, yeah. dude. They're like, witchcraft is terrible. You should follow Jesus, who turned water into wine. <laughs> walk party. Water. Yeah. yeah, party was running dry. <laughs> party was hopping after that. All right, sorry, Christians. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, let's just move on. Okay, um, next up, a MacGruber TV show is coming. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't care. I mean, if it, I, I do care a little bit, but I just want to see like when it's going to come, and not just. Uh, the you know the announcement if it's going to be on network tv will you guys even consider watching it no uh, i mean the... I, i'm not as a tv critic i'm not even <laughs> going to watch it i'm going to wait for real tv critics to watch it and if they like it then i'll watch it and then you guys will watch it and then everybody listens to the podcast will watch it that's how these things work it's trickle down tv nomics it's trickle right? down tv nomics and uh we're doing the lord's work come back to christianity <laughs> <laughs> um all right I would only watch, I think, like Star Wars, Marvel, or Harry Potter if it was on network television. Like if they wow. did, and I would be disappointed in them for doing that. Yeah, it'd be like big mistake. Like, God, but why did Harry Potter have to go to network television? But now I'm going to watch it. That's the only way. I on it doesn't NBC own the the Harry Potter stuff? Universal, yeah. 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 So it could happen. More likely to go to HBO, HBO Max. Yep. Okay. Um. Next up, we got a trailer for The Harder They Fall. What is this? Why should I care? It's like a big ensemble western that actually looks really cool. It's like definitely like uh, a you know this superstar black cast. Um, another Idris Elba movie. I should have the cast up in front of me, but look it up. Lakeith Stayfield. Everybody that's like the new hot. Regina King. Regina King. I was going to say the, um, the lead from I'm Washington. missing like seven cool people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want this to be like the black version of that Magnificent Seven movie they made with Denzel and then a bunch of like Chris Pratt. Okay. Idris, God, that was trash. Idris Elba. Okay. Regina King. Jonathan Majors. Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, yeah. Zazie Beetz. Uh, Delroy Lindo. Oh, we loved him. Loved him from RJ uh, Kyler. Best part. Well, okay, what was that one? With the 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 five bloods. Blood, so five. The he five was the blood. best part of that. Yeah, he was like great. by far. Yeah, pretty much. It. Okay. So, and here's the weird thing. Produced by Jay Z. Hove. So he's getting in the game. Right to Netflix. So you don't have to pay for it. So I'm guessing you guys will be more likely to watch it, even if it's like a C. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The trailer mm-hmm. looked great. Very stylish. I hope they have some like political intent behind this mm-hmm. like what it was really like being black you know and kind of on your own yeah in the old west if you will right i'm sure i mean i'm guessing they will unless they just like never bring it up 
they would have to go one or the other. Yeah. Because they're not just going to have them like True. hang out with a bunch of white people and not anybody saying yeah, anything. Like they can so. just walk into any pub in uh, right in Reno and they're like, "Hey, welcome, stranger." <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how the trail been treating you? <laughs> like, it ain't gonna be like that. So, um, I'm actually excited for this. Most of the shit that goes like right onto Netflix and stuff we figured out is like the new straight the DVD. That's what we that was our take from last week. I'm sticking by that, but. Um, this one I, I will definitely check out and get back to y'all. Okay. Um, also, we got a trailer for Candyman. Speaking of black made films, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, one of the best in the game right now. Definitely very noteworthy. I mean, he's he hasn't done that much. He did Get Out and he did Us. And I like think Get Out was better than Us. Um, then the TV show. And then he's done a couple of like flopped TV shows. So I, I think he's not quite the hot hand that he was even a few years ago, but everybody's still trying to check out everything he does and we're the same way so i'm definitely into it it looks scary it looks cool uh another jonathan majors yeah i think is, is i think my issue with this is like though the weapon is scary the weapon is so not convenient the hook yeah yeah but he's mystical like he doesn't doesn't really matter how he kills you because he can't really just be shot oh you know, so if, like he, if it takes him a while to hook he, you to death it's okay it's okay he because he's like time? literally appears out of nowhere he's like he's like the boogeyman mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. except for there's the, the bee angle the a lot bees, of bees yeah um so i think he can kill you with bees or with the hook probably other ways it looks really creepy and scary i'm i think i'm excited about this okay i have a question for you guys because i am a little bit younger than you guys um were you guys part of the blair witch phenomenon i went to see it in theaters i wasn't and like a little bit young. It was time. a big deal. I like was probably so freaked out. A f- sophomore in high school. Okay. I want to say. So yeah, I wouldn't have watched it. I was probably in eighth grade yeah. or whatever. And, and people um, were just so freaked out. I was so bored oh. in that movie. <laughs> okay. I was like almost nodding off. Oh. Until the last. There was like two scary scenes. Mm-hmm. The tent shaking the first time where you're like, okay, that. That got me going. Let's keep this ramped up. And then it was just the gal like crying into the camera for 30 minutes. And then and they then, all die. And then when they went to the house and like they're kind of running around. Who goes hold on, hold to the house? That aside. <laughs> and then she like found her. Don't go to the house. Was it her boyfriend or whoever was with her? The dude like. I've never standing, seen this movie. The dude like standing in the corner like and they call it like Blair Witching. Like if someone stands in the corner not moving, it's like Blair Witching. Um, yeah. That part was kind of scary. And then the camera falls. Eric, you're not going to watch it. No, no chance. And then there's and the camera, some screams and, then, and, like, and that's it. That's it. They wrote And so like there was like three to four minutes of like actual scary content. The rest was just mm, terrible. Okay. Right, right, okay. right. Okay. Building, building, building. Okay. Sort of. But they were just like, it was it was like alone, like the, the TV show. Right. Like there was just them with a camera and everyone's like, oh my God, this is such a new way of making films. And yeah, it was. But then you guys watched Paranormal Activity and loved it. And it was way very better, similar. way better, very though. similar. Yeah, there was, was almost so, nothing that happened. It was happened so good. Though. It was so much better than Blair I know, Witch. It was fucking great. All right, uh, we're gonna go to Netflix here quickly. First up, Killer Mike um, from Run the Jewels. What's he from before that? Anything? I do feel like he had I feel like, like he this was old school hip hop career before he was probably. In Run the Jewels. I don't know much about his history. He's a big Atlanta guy. Yeah, but he's gonna be in Ozark season four. Hell yeah, he's gonna be. On some level, I don't. I think he's gonna have like a. I don't know what the hell he's the gonna bodyguard. Be. He might be like club. a gangster or something cool. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he can act, but hey, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean it's a very serious show, so I was kind of surprised that they would just sort of like bring in a non-actor for a cameo. But maybe it just literally is he's gonna play Killer Mike and just like fucking do a concert for like a casino to launder money. I don't know, but I'm into it. I like Killer Mike. He's a good activist. He cares about the people, and the people care about him, especially down in Atlanta. And he's incredibly educated too. Yeah. So, like, I bet he's got some input 
to give maybe to the show of like how maybe some of this stuff worked in the past. Ooh, I like that take. And um, I'm not saying that because he's a black person, so he knows about drugs. I'm no. saying that because he's an educated man. Exactly. No, I get you. I get you, brother. Okay, uh, sticking with Netflix, I care about that because I care about all things Ozark. Yeah, I mean, I it's a great show. One through three have all been fantastic. If if not, like it's the kind of show that like I watch and then I need like a break. Um, it's the type of show that I because it's like it is stressful. I know. Really good. I'll like watch an episode and it's not the most bingeable show. No, you almost not. need to like watch a little bit and take a break because it's very one tone. It's very one note. Yeah. Even the color palette is like very similar throughout. So you got to take breaks, come back to it. But it's a great show. All right. Well, let's move on to another Netflix show that's coming. And that is Sexy Beast. You may have seen this. People <laughs> thought it was like a real life furry thing at first. Um, but it turns out it was like just great makeup artists that like make people into like these weird half human, half animals or monster things. And then they like go on dates with each other, not knowing what the person looks like pretty good synopsis it looks so bad and this is coming from someone who like mm. kind of enjoys this is right in your wheelhouse Internet yeah. is 100 gonna watch all i of don't the show. think i'm going to it like kind of just gave me the creeps yeah you're gonna watch it um can you can you EB, I, can you eb3 it for us and I'll, let us know okay like you don't have to watch the, pod, the whole thing for the, the pod EB3. i'll watch some of it there you go I might too. I think it looks pretty entertaining. So like when I first saw the trailer, it made a lot of waves because it's so weird. Um, And then they had a lot in the trailer of like, you know, animals, right? So then I'm like, oh my God, is this a dating show for furries? Which would be a first. Um, But then you watch the full trailer and it's not. I mean, these are like the same run of the mill, hot people that aren't into dating. They're just into trying to be famous like every other dating show. Sure. So they're just the same old people. But at least in this one, they like made them wear ridiculous makeup. There's like a scarecrow and a robot man and a panda and a beaver and all these crazy things. And they're going to date. Imagine if you were like drawing straws for what you're going to get. And you're like, come on, don't give me the beaver. Don't give me the beaver. And you're like, shit, the beaver. I got the beaver. There's like a dolphin woman that just is creepy as shit. (laughs) The dolphin woman. The dolphin woman, I wouldn't date her no matter who she was. Because I couldn't stand being around her. It's so creepy. Um, okay, so here's my thing. One, you made a great point. All people... you would date, you would date the dolphin if under the dolphin was Ryan Gosling. Stop. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. I think that you made a great point about people who go on dating shows are not looking to date someone; they're looking to be famous. So, I think the worst thing that happened to reality television is like All Stars or whatever. You know, mm, like or like the any chance. show. To come back and... You and come back. All of your favorite people from the past five seasons yep. come back at a second chance oh, at That's love. the worst thing that happened to it, Eric? Yeah. Don't yeah, you know, watch the challenge and I, all of... Like, I, I, you understand your hypocrisy I here. knew okay. where it was going. I, okay. knew, I knew that was coming. And I, even with that, I still am going to make that point because what ends up happening is, is it, it incentivizes people to be entertaining enough to be picked to mm-hmm. come back yeah. as a wild card. And so then you get people who aren't there for the right reasons. And so then the entire goal of the show becomes to be memorable and not to win the show or do what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, they all want to be the Miz. Yeah, you want to be you someone who... get a pool who... of people that are also trying to be like the Miz, right? So you're totally right. Even on things like Top Chef, which we love, yeah, you do see them kind of playing up their personalities more, and it gets a little silly. Trying to be part of it so that they can just make money doing this for as long as possible. Well, and that's also, yeah. I mean, as much as the cast members' fault are at fault for that, 
so is the the whole production crew. Oh, and, I would say it's and, mostly and the production producers workers, and yeah. like the people that do the casting are like, dude, I know this other person's like a really good cook or a good chef, but this guy's fucking nuts. That's for so sure. we're bringing him. What in. happens? Yeah. They're yeah. like, this person hasn't had an inter- interesting interview all year, even though their food's amazing. Like, get him out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want the best chefs. We want the yeah. most entertaining chefs. Yeah. That's why it's called Top Chef, not Best Chef. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, finally. Uh, we are moving to the end of Conan O'Brien and his show comes to an end um, with, you know, what were some really nice touching, um, you know, uh, people mem- remembering the show and honoring him for all of the hard work that he has done. I spent the whole time thinking, like, we should get him to come on our podcast. Like all <laughs> Once week. he retires because yeah. we got Craig Because we got Kilborn. Craig Kilborn to come on. So then I was like, Conan and Craig Kilborn, same person. Yeah. So kind of. I did like though the we'll get people in like ten years who that? came on. Some of them were really interesting, um, including um, Seth Rogen, who came on and smoked with him, which was Lit. just great television. Lit. I he, like. That. Did you did you see that? I didn't watch it. No, I so, heard about it. He, he's saying how he doesn't know what he's going to do with his time. And Seth Rogen's like, yeah, you seem like the kind of person who's uncomfortable when you have nothing to do. And he's like, well, what should I do? And he was like, I just smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and he's like, well, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I wouldn't even know how to start doing that. And he's like, what would you advise me to smoke? And Seth Rogen reaches in his pocket and pulls out a joint. And he goes, this is how inexperienced I am. I thought, oh my gosh, he brought a birthday candle. <laughs> <laughs> Then he puts it in his mouth the wrong way, and then he smokes on television with Seth Rogen. And then Seth Rogen tweeted out, I was legit terrified that I got him too high. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was. Later he was like, dude, Seth Rogen's weed is way too weak and stuff like that. Like, I didn't feel anything. It was, it was great television though. And so Conan, you know, I think that it's obviously probably past time for, for the show to be over. Yeah. Um, But lots of great stuff over a long period of time. Uh, and I don't know. He just always seemed like a really likable uh, late night host. Well, that, really funny and quippy. That's one of the uh, like you, we said before we were recording. Like everybody and their mother posted about like celebrities posted about being on Conan. And yep. the the main theme that everyone said was like couldn't have been more friendly, more accepting, more welcoming more warm, more funny, you know, like everyone just really thought like being on the show was was a blast. Like there was never any drama. It was just show up, do your interview, laugh with Conan and you're out of there. So I, I found that really genuine telling that, that these people would say those type of things, because I think if they had a bad experience on the show, they wouldn't have like they yeah. it wouldn't have gone back. They wouldn't have posted something like that. So I thought that was really cool. And dude, here's the thing. Let's not forget what happened to his career. He I mean, I know that late night in general has turned down and like viewership is down you know Kimmel struggles a little bit even and he's probably one of the top ones at this point so in general it's all kind of down but it wasn't when he took over for for Leno he had finally had his his spot he had made it he put in his time as the late late show and then Leno decides to come back out of retirement and kick him out and he never was the same again I mean he never could find the same audience he didn't have like you know, his 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 old show was now gone and he had to sort of reinvent on TBS and all these other things that he's done, internet stuff. So I just mostly want to say fuck Jay Leno. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, my, I'm going to give you my list real quick of late night hosts that I like and it's a short list. Okay. Okay. It's it's uh, Kimmel. Yep. It's uh, Colbert. Okay. And it's Conan. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. I think so. I would agree. What about Letterman? <laughs> Hell no. I grew up on Letterman. Letterman's I, the I, worst. All of it, everything he did was like bullied young females. 
<laughs> mocked people for this and that. Yeah. Made fun of people for alcohol problems and being crazy and like just humiliated people. And like in the time it was like funny. And now when you look back, you're like, oh, he was just a pretty shitty guy. Yeah. Yeah. Although he had one of the most epic interviews of all time, which was Joaquin Phoenix when he was doing his weird like which project was, thing. Turned out to be fake anyways. Yeah. Um, that was more for the movie than it was for anything, yeah, but, but that was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. Sorry was like, that you uh, couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> Sorry, Joaquin, you couldn't be here tonight. <laughs> All right. Really uh, let's move on to hot wrecks for this week. All right. Okay. Um, we we're going to start with the title holding show Loki. All right. So after one, I thought it was the best first episode of a series I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. After two, I thought it was the easy show of the year. Um, and one of the best things I'd seen in some time and three I don't even know what happened because it was such a boring episode. And it wasn't supposed to be, was it? I mean, it was supposed to be this exciting life or death romp through this planet. Um, through the TVA. Through space and time and, and these things. And I don't think it really worked. Look, man, it's a classic bottle episode syndrome, dude. They tried something different. They removed some of the things you really liked about it. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Um, and then they int- to introduce a new character with this, you know, this female Loki who's Sylvie. I think her name is Sylvie. Sylvie yeah. Um, I don't think most of it worked. I was very bored. I almost fell asleep during it. Um, a couple of like plot reveals that I think were important, which we won't get into. Um, but you know, it, it reveals about how, what the TVA really is, which I think was important. Um, and then even I, I then, they I, left it on a cliffhanger too, so it wasn't even like it resolved at the end. I think I missed that. I was so bored. Like they the had episode... two big reveals. One of them being that um, Loki is gender or uh, sexual fluid. Like he is mm-hmm. at least bisexual, if not pansexual, which I think was kind of a big deal. Um, when you, you said, know, when said for Disney, yeah. anyways. So yeah, I don't know. Not a great episode. Really, yeah, whatever. Really a huge step down. Plant, Planet X. I'm just going to call it Planet X. I forget the name of it. Who cares? It's the name of the episode, too. Uh, nothing interesting happened there. Yeah. They're just, wa- they're just walk- walking around the whole time with meteors crashing down. Yep. They tried to do like a, like a Greenland uh, yeah. type of thing slash train to Busan in a weird sure. way. All right. And none of it none of it really worked. Like, it just, yeah. it was, it was... Okay, at best. So I do think that there's a chance that it will be revealed in the next episode that not everything was what you thought it was, that um, one of them was in the other one's head the whole time, and that this entire thing was just created to learn something from the other, um, which if that was the case, we really needed that in this episode. Should have like, should have finished it off. It was the shortest episode they've done, too, which is maybe merciful. So I fully expect them to get back to it. They tried something. It didn't work. Hey, it's all good. You know, it can't be just formulaic with Buddy Cop the entire time. So I'm ready for the next next week. But yeah, it's definitely a step down. Okay, uh, speaking about steps down, uh, also Dave, episode three. I didn't watch it yet, so we really can't get too deep, but yeah. Uh, I didn't, dude, I'll just be honest with you guys right now. I didn't want to say it last week because you guys hadn't watched it yet. I didn't really like the first two episodes that much. I was pretty disappointed in them, so. I'm going to give you my take on the first episode. Okay. It felt like the Safety, <clears throat> excuse me, the Safety brothers were directing it. Yeah. I was so Everybody stressed yelling, out. and it's just supposed to be stressful. Dude, I was Gata. At a certain point in the episode, I'm not going to give it away. Yeah. Where he was like, uh, like, that's how I give me anxiety. Yeah. I was like, this is too much. This is too intense and I can't do this. Yeah. It wasn't fun at all, really, for most of it. Second episode was was a step up. And then I guess third episode, not so much. So I'm just going to say this. It starts out the first minute is a best friends kind of gay, (laughs) like, will they, won't they hook up? Um, Dave and Benny Blanco montage. Really? Which was like funny, 
the actual Benny Blanco, who is like a big time producer and makes all his money from being a big time producer. Yeah, no, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna spoil this. Um, at the end of the montage, um, they're in the shower naked, and Dave puts his dick on Benny Blanco's head. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh and and I thought the episode was downhill from there. <laughs> it's that was the high point. I thought that was the best part. of the episode i just i don't even know like i just i was really disappointed so okay um it was a tough week for television they must have known like people are going to be at their cabins um yeah yeah it's not sweeps week it's not that important <laughs> this week we're going to put our shittiest episode on this week and it just so happens that both wednesday night juggernauts had a shitty episode at the same time yeah that's too bad yeah bummer yeah. Yes. i'm still hey these are still my two shows i'm watching though so we'll stick with it we'll see what happens next all week. right ryan you did and James, you did too. You both watched Alone Season 7. I've been pushing it for weeks. Oh, yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> Fucking great, great television. Just love it. It's incredible TV. You guys finish it. I, I'm at like 6 out of 10 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, we've went really deep into this for weeks on end, but uh, definitely go check it out. It's on Netflix Season 7. It's totally worth your time. It's probably one of the coolest concepts of shows, especially mm-hmm. with this formula of the 100 days, million bucks. Yep. But then I think they they really nailed the cast for this season. I think they picked think really they, interesting people. They they had they had a good mix. It's military guys. They had a guy from South Africa, bush hunter guy. Yep. Uh, Roland the bush hunter. A couple of, like outdoor survivally uh, females that are awesome that do a great job on the show. Um, you can kind of a little see, bit of hippie. You need some hippies. Got to have hippies in there. Um, and you can kind of you can kind of pick out early on who's going to be who's it's not going to go well i mean yes and no because i've seen seasons where like you're like dude this guy's a joke he's spending all his time he doesn't have a shelter yet and he's like whittling like a, an instrument you know for him it, just weird shit like that and then that dude fucking won so you know yeah. there are surprises left in the show for sure but um dude I'm, I'm really into it wild hunting stuff in this season which is always captivating you know you talked about ozark not being a bingeable show Alone is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> I, know, like, alone, I know. Alone, you could just sit down <laughs> for like, an entire Saturday. Fire it up. Yeah. The, okay, let's just get one thing out of the way. You guys don't watch that after show thing, do Hell you? Hell no. No. Eric, you no. wait a minute. No, Did I, you, no. you flinched. Now you're saying no, of course not. No, like sometimes like if I was busy doing something else, it would like run. But then yeah. I would get three minutes into it and I'd be like, this host is so terrible that yeah. I just can't yeah. even Cody have it Cody Bellingham or whatever. It's it's like, just, no. He's literally just like professional, good looking man. That's yeah. it. And he's bad at everything and else. And not only that, I guarantee that garage behind him is fake as hell. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Every week it's the same thing. They're like, oh, Roland, uh, you were out there and you were, you were really excited about catching fish. And he'd be like, yep, you know, just... You go out there and it's just cold as can be, and you gotta just go get a fish. Well, and then... you gotta realize, Eric, fishing's pretty dangerous <laughs> on Danger Rock. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, nailed yes, it. you did. You nailed the Roland. Uh, everybody listening, just watch alone. I've been well, practicing. Watch seven, and the then mirror. go watch six. They're only getting better. Would oh, you agree? For sure. Yeah. And the people are learning. Season from other two people's... and three were great as well. And then they did like a. Like a duel, yeah, and like that's nah, a skip. Skip season. that whole season. Yeah, it's no, it's great like show. it's like the the people are learning from the mistakes and the successes of past seasons. So like they're like all getting better and better and learning exactly what to do and exactly how to make it. And so I think that's made it just such a good show. I'm also glad that in this one we didn't. You get a, like a tiny little bit of backstory 
on folks, but like they don't spend the first episode like going through like survival boot camp and this is what I'm packing. Yeah, so I don't yeah. want that. Skip, just get, drop them off. Drop they them get, off. And they do this yeah, time. Yeah, 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 they really yeah. do. I think that's a great move. Here's a question for you guys. After watching now seven seasons of this show, that's about 70 hours. Yeah. Do you think you are more prepared out in the wilderness oh, than before? So much more prepared. <laughs> so much more prepared, but that's coming from being 0% prepared. Right, right, right. right. I you had a lot of space to learn, a lot of growth. I couldn't survive unless I was with one of those people, um, let alone, you know, be able to do it myself. But like, I know so much more now. And yeah, I think it's it's just a blast. It's so different than my personality and my interests. Um, that Here's Eric. Eric would be like, dude, on the show, they always boil their water. I, we got to boil this water. And I'm so thirsty, but I got to ma- I gotta make this fire. And then you wouldn't be able to make the fire. And then you'd be so thirsty, you'd drink the water anyways. And then yeah. you'd get sick. Yes. And you'd be out. That'd be your whole thing. I think I would actually just be too afraid of germs to like do anything. I think I would just never eat or drink and I'd have to go home because I was like, you know, Didn't want to wasting away three three days into it because yeah. I'd be like, these ants, I don't want to eat them. They might have germs. These, yeah. I don't know. These might be bad mushrooms. These, you know, like. Oh, I wouldn't eat mushrooms because I'd definitely <laughs> eat the trippy kind or the make you die kind. I mean, that's tough. I All think, right. uh, Eric, I think what you're speaking to, I think what's important is sort of the order of operations. Of like when you land, right? You do some scouting, you find a spot, you start working on shelter, you start gathering supplies as much as you can, and then you hunt for food. Yeah. And I think going out there initially, you probably would have thought like, I just got to get like 50 rabbits and then yeah. I can start working on stuff. But once I mean, you yeah. have all that stuff, you it's don't water, shelter, then food. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to the next topic. It's called Bad 90s Movies with Barter. Did you watch another one? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Although this one, this one, it's bad for, for several reasons. Go okay. ahead, Eric. What do we got? Uh, Barter watched Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Okay. The with Kevin Costner? Costner, American accent. I tell you what, Robin I have Hood very fond memories of this movie, so let's get into it. All right. So Costner is like um, Carrie Fisher in Star Wars, where the accent kind of comes and goes. Yeah. You know, in yeah. certain words, you like hear him saying it like with like an English Or Keanu accent. Reeves in Dracula, another one where sure. like, yeah, no consistency. No consistency. And you know that Wanda the, from the, MCU. The director was eventually like, fuck it. Just talk normal. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> Um, but we got Morgan Freeman, kind of, I want to say like his probably like first introduction he to Little like, John, Morgan Freeman, or, or he big... was Aziz or, uh, Azim. Azim. Okay. African dude. He was the painted man. Oh, okay. 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 He was the guy well, he rescued from the, from the jail at the beginning. Got it. Um, but then Alan Rickman kind of carries the day. Yeah. Like he's really good in this. Um, I mean, Alan Rickman is a, a magician of an actor, like fantastic. Yep. Um, just magnetic. I went into this thinking... I love this as a kid. It's going to be stupid. Yep. It is a fucking streamer. Oh, wow. Did not see this coming. I thought, I honestly thought like, this is going to be just dumb. It's just going to be dumb. I don't think Alan Rickman makes non-streamers. That's probably true. We could probably find him if we really had to. We'd have to dig though. No, you'd have to be like, go to Broadway and he like was in some bad plan Broadway. But like, I think he just pretty much makes only streamers. Kevin Costner is the worst actor or actress in this film. Okay. And it's not even close. And he's at least got some charisma, and he looks good, and all those parts. I mean, he was a superstar at the time. Christian Slater, great. The guy who played Little John, great. The guy who played Bull, great. Mm. Uh, Maid Marian, great. Her little sidekick, great. 
like the way that they did all of these like kind of big action set pieces too well choreographed well timed the silliest part was when they they got on the catapult and it flung them over the castle wall and they happened to land in a bale of hay and that's pretty bad pretty they bad. didn't know it was over there but overall this movie is like a b to a b plus that's strong i went into this thinking this was going to be a bad 90s movie it is not it holds up okay. in my opinion where did you watch it? You um, didn't rent it, did you? And no, pay for it? no, okay. God, no. I think I it just, was Netflix or HBO Max, one of those two, for um, free. Yeah, well, it would have to be. It is. You said you had very fond memories. They will all come flooding back. I haven't watched this movie since I was probably 15. Okay. All these memories of all of these different scenes come flooding back to you, and you're like, wow, it's as good as I remember. I don't think they... It's one of, like, it makes shooting a bow cooler than most any other movie. Kind of. There's not that much bow and arrow stuff. There's a little bit. Yeah. Especially at the end. Yeah, I think he, there's some cool moments. Leg- Legolas makes bow shooting look a lot cooler than uh, Robin Hood does. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. But yeah, okay, so was... it's, it's a step down from Legolas. But overall, I'm sorry that I've gone on this long about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> All right. I'm into it. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I loved it. All right, guys. It's time to move on to our Summer of Star Wars. I really, really, really want to know what the, like, Jedi song is that, like, always plays with, like, Ray, but I don't know what it's called, and I don't want to look it up, like, beforehand, so... Is it the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-d
not laughing. Yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a caricature. Yeah. And I think that was what made him so scary <sighs> in four through six was he was just very like understated, mm-hmm. foreboding, quiet, but had the Wait. respect of Darth Vader. Like, right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like Darth where, Vader was afraid of him. Yeah. So, and yeah. so then you were just like, okay, man. But now they have him like talking and he's like, right. Like you said, ah. <laughs> he's unlimited power. He's constantly like, just so making like normal scenes goofy. Yeah. And like moments that should be like terrifying with his power make him just look like a fucking goofball. And like that, those two things, and, and I'm not complaining this is a bad movie. I will tell you my score later. I actually think this was a really good movie. But the problem is, is that the two main characters who were really here to see their transformation are so poorly acted and i will say directed like someone made the choice like all right between every like little fight clip we're gonna cut to just your face camera shot from like below your chin with silly makeup you, yeah and you're gonna have makeup on and you're just gonna laugh hysterically and creepy multiple times like why why do we do that and so like whoever made that choice was a disaster george yeah all of it but this movie is really good yeah you know why and you know why the first two movies suffered? I love the rewatches, you guys, for this reason. When you watch them very intentionally, thinking about it back to back, it's one long movie. It's they're, The first two don't even have endings. I mean, really, yeah. they just sort of go on because all they're doing is planting seeds that all come to fruition in this movie. You have to stitch it was together. an incredible yeah. plan from the emperor, like a long game that he pulled off. He was playing every aspect. He was playing all of the Senate. He was playing the Jedi. He was playing Anakin. He was playing all the Separatists to create the war to begin with. Um, And it all worked. And so that's why he was laughing his ass off. He's like, holy (laughs) fuck. I created this clone army. The the thing actually worked. All the Jedi are dead. I'm fighting Yoda and beating him. This is hilarious. So I get it. So I like that take immensely. I will also add to it. What is there any other movie like this of this scale where... At like 65 to 70% of the way through the movie, everything is turned on its head. Yeah. Like 1,000% from, from like you said, the first two films to, you know, an hour and 45 minutes into this one, everything you believed is now like they hit the reverse button. Yeah. And now they're going in a different, completely different way from everything. Like even in the moments of uh, Cody handing Obi-Wan his lightsaber. Yeah. Obi-Wan takes off on the lizard guy. They get the order. And then he's shooting at him 15 seconds later. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit. Like every every aspect that you had been thinking about had been completely reversed on you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was brilliant filmmaking. So let's it just was. start at the beginning. You get a great scene. One of the best openings of any Star Wars. With... Where they come around the the, <sighs> the ship and then it's just pure chaos below. Chaos. That... It, it, I thought to myself, I forgot about that scene. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, like they actually were doing really cutting edge things. Because if I saw that scene now, I would have thought it was impressive. Mm-hmm. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah. And so it was so amazing. The chaos, um, the battle droid or the whatever droids they were, the ones that ripped the ships the apart. The buzz, droids. buzz yeah, droids. That was all cool. That I was cool. And then they get into the ship. And then they Grievous find, and Dooku are both in there, which yep. I loved. First off, they fight Dooku, which was such a great scene. Yeah. Um, really cool fight. Not very long, but really good. And as soon as um, Obi-Wan's injured and out of the way, you get one-on-one 
Anakin Dooku, and you just see how powerful. My powers have tripled since the last time we met. (laughs) (laughs) I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. (laughs) Uh, No, but like, what's so cool about that Dooku fight, too, is that it wasn't all that long for us, having done the rewatch, when we just saw Dooku lay waste to both Anakin, Obi-Wan, and then pretty much defeat Yoda or kind of defend himself to a tie yeah, yeah. and then escape. And then now we get Dooku dominate Obi, who Obi, all he does is lose to, to Sith Lords, by yes. the way, when he's like, yes. Sith Lords are a speciality. Are you sure about that? Anyways. Yeah. He um, took out Darth Maul. What you talking about? Yeah, okay. Did, that's fair. And that was, just, all right, that's it. That is totally fair. Um, but so now you just see, wow, Anakin truly is maybe the most powerful force in the universe already. Oh, he's just, he just puts it on Dooku. And then like he has him and he says, I sense great fear in you, Skywalker or whatever. And then you get, you get the, the part where he's just doing these super hard, powerful shots backing up Dooku. And then they get in close quarters and he freaking does the underneath hand cutoff move, chops off both Dooku's hands. Yeah. Drops him to his knees. Emperor's like, ha 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 him, kill him. <laughs> You're like, why? Almost ruins it. Why? Why? Yeah. Why didn't he just say kill him? Like, well, it, the it, best it part cool was he went. kind of did. He did. He You're, goes, just, you're kind of playing. He did the. More. He did. He goes. Do it. Yeah. And then Ugh. it was like. <laughs> that guy's acting is so. Bad. But anyways, I know he double can, can you saber. Not, we get it. Rink. We get it. How you feel about it? So let's not the double bladed head chop <laughs> was just cool as fuck. Oh, it's so great. Love that part. And then you get moments later a fight against uh, Grievous, Grievous, which and I his love. crew. Do you guys remember? The first time you saw Grievous, I was thrilled. I was thrilled. I was like, that is one of the coolest character concepts and executions I've ever seen. I mean, for him to be like, for you to sort of learn over the course of a few minutes or whatever it's been, for him to be like, oh, he's a robot. He's a droid. And then you're like, wait a minute. Why is he coughing? What's going on? I see he's got like, you know, animal eyes. So cool. So fucking cool. I just want to know whose design was it to just have his um, organs and heart just exposed to the elements? Like, no wonder he's... Pry open, like, a couple pieces. No wonder he's coughing all the time. (laughs) Germs are just flying right into his... Back to the germs thing. Yeah. (laughs) You'd never make it as grievous either. Yeah. So, (laughs) this this fight's fine, but but they'll come back to it. They come back to it later. Um, I will say that the movie with, like, Anakin kind of turning is good and it's fine and like the whole part from where we just described until um it really picks up is just okay mm-hmm. like it's just okay um so we can kind of skip ahead to where the movie gets really freaking good and that's when anakin learns that uh palpatine is the sith lord yeah and i mean and there's palpatine... some a couple things that i okay, would go, mention go in ahead there. go ahead um one that i just think is interesting is that you know they spun this whole clone wars thing off Pretty much between this movie and the last that we just watched. We didn't... Eric, you've watched The Clone Wars. I've watched a little bit, the ending, whatever. But there's a line in it when he meets Grievous. And Grievous goes, you know, General Skywalker, I thought you'd be, you know, older. So because of that line, in the all of Clone Wars, Dave Filoni could never put Anakin and uh, Grievous in the same room. So there's all these scenes where they're like, one of them is passed out and they're like going by each other and... Like, they're in the same ship, but they never meet. It's just kind of funny. Like, And then the other thing is, at one point, Anakin goes to Yoda for advice. Like, he does the right thing. He's like, I'm, I'm a Jedi. This is my counsel. This is my counselor. I should go in. And what does Yoda tell him? Yoda's just like, 
You're a Jedi. What you have to do is forget about the things you care about uh, and be less attached. What horrible fucking it, advice it, it for like a 20-year-old. It was straight up um, It Buddhism. literally, Yoda fucked up so bad throughout these prequels, it's unbelievable. I hate Yoda. But There's also, almost no was, redemption it, for him it, it, it in the next just, ones, but. It was just Buddhism. It was like, the only way to find, to achieve Nirvana is to rid yourself of all earthly possessions and connections and desires. Right. It's pretty, and all of your life is suffering as a Jedi. It was just like them doing Buddhism and Yoda was like a Buddhist monk. That's like 18 different religions, but yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. it follows a similar vein. Yeah. yeah, but like that was like his whole speech there in the darkness was so but it stupid. Just, it just made... I loved all those decisions, especially looking back because this whole thing was about the formation of how could this empire possibly come to be? Yeah. How could this really happen? Well, it actually happened pretty believably in the end because they have turned... Like they did... Palpatine did such a good job of, of tricking every single person in the fucking universe to make Jedi the bad guy. And of course, why wouldn't you? No one gets the Jedi. They're weird. Dude. They're too powerful. And not only it makes the Jedi sense, like, are power hungry in the first place. I, well, get it. Yeah, I know. And they didn't shy away from that. They didn't try to make Jedi seem like, well, they really got fucked over because they were so perfect. They were not perfect. Mason well, was like, I have a fix. I'm president. Deeply flawed. Well, I think it's interesting that George took a character like Yoda, who we met in Empire, and was like widely revered as right. like because that's what they said oh you got to go see the wisest jedi left right. yoda and dagobah and then like george kind of took yoda and made him look like a fool yeah like he got played and Hard. and it could be you know that he's like a thousand years old or whatever and he was just he's trying to implement the old ways right which is another religious you know overtone um and then this is the way we've always done it you know kind of thing you need to forget about this and he's like but i love this woman and Yoda's like, hey, I don't know what to tell you, man. Let this, it go. Yeah, this yeah. is the Jedi way. And so, like, I think he, I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional, but he definitely painted Yoda in a light much worse than he was from the original three from episodes four through six. Yep. <laughs> so you get a part that I thought was where the movie turned, where, you know, Anakin finds out and confronts um, Palpatine for being the Sith Lord. Palpatine doesn't even deny it. He's like, I'm going to turn you in. He's like, do it. And he has his sword to the back of Palpatine. And I thought that that was like such a badass move. It's like the only time Palpatine looked cool in this movie mm. um, is when he was just so not phased by anything that Anakin could possibly do to him. Um, Anakin goes, tells on him to Mace Windu. And Mace Windu is pretty much like, shut up, bitch. I'm taking this myself. You stay back here. Don't be a little bitch. We all hate you. And also, we're never going to promote you. So fuck you. And like Again. literally... Just shits on him so bad, even though he's the only person that who figured has done it out. Yeah. Any work to help anything. Right. Mace Windu is pretty much like, hey, we should all make me president. And yeah. like everyone was just like, nah, man, that's kind of sketchy. <laughs> the whole thing is just an absolute disaster class by the Jedi. But yes. you get to this moment Thank where you. like we're like, um, Padme and Anakin are not together, and the color of the movie really changes here. It's like the sun is like setting, and they're both kind of looking out the window. And the clouds kind of come over the city. And it's yeah. such a good moment, because that was right after that. He decides to go. You get this horrible scene that yeah. almost ruins the movie, where Palpatine is shocking Mace Windu, who's blocking well, it back I'm into sorry. him. Let me just go back one second. When I remember the scene, I thought that Mace Windu just ran over there by himself. No, he came with like two or three other Jedi three. who literally stood there and got stabbed in the gut. Oh. They, stood, they didn't even bring it. Like their swords were out. 
it was so cheesy and poorly done. Oh, that part really huge problem. Through. But anyways, so then you get this moment where Mace Windu is fighting back, and Palpatine is like shocking him, but it's just hurting himself. All he has to do is just stop doing the shock move, but he refuses to. His face is literally melting, and then he's like begging for help while Same he's being crazy, electrocuted. Weird stuff. So uh, goofy. He's like, "Please help me!" And like, it's just, it's so bad. Like the scene needed to happen. And it was like, it made sense. It was just poorly executed. Like it made sense because this was the thing where when Anakin decided to like go against Mace and cut his arm off and then he died. Well, well, we'll see about that. But it looked like he died. Yeah. That was the thing that was like, okay, obviously now there's no going back for Anakin. So then Anakin, then he pledges, you know, his fealty straight up simp summer for Anakin there. He simps out. Also, Mace window did not fall into a pit. So I think he might be dead. dead. Yeah. If that had been a pit, God, if he could have just jumped into a pit or something, (laughs) no pits around. See, Palpy always planning ahead. No pits nearby. No pits anywhere. Palpatine gives him the name Darth Vader right there. Kind of sweet. Wish he would have called himself Darth Vader at some point. He goes to the temple and just kills all these kids. The younglings. Even in that moment, like even though they didn't even show it, I I I was like, wow, that was dude. I was watching with my wife and kids, and they're like this happens in Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like, yes, it does. He Especially when the little kid was like, what should we do? Yeah. Uh, and he's I was like, like, oh my God. And you know, they, they didn't show it, but they didn't have to. It was actually scarier that they didn't. And know? then actually one of the most telling moments was when Padme is watching the Jedi Temple in flames, yeah. like mm-hmm. burning. And she's like, oh my gosh, I hope Anakin's okay. And it's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yep. you better hope he's not okay because <laughs> he's the one that's kind of leading this. So we'll just jump ahead because it's a little messy here on how people are traveling. But eventually um, he goes to Mustafar to kill the racist um, portrayal of uh, Japanese. No, they changed it. They changed the accent. Did, did you not notice that? No. They did not have like an Eng- like a Japanese accent okay. anymore. They were like Wisconsinites or something. <laughs> like, No, I'm serious. Okay. They, they totally switched the separatists. They gave him two lines. So he kills all the separatists and what was the final point part of this plan. Yep. That was great. The separatists were used to create, literally just to create a bunch of division so that he could accumulate power and become like Supreme Chancellor. It was I think brilliant. We, I think we skipped over some stuff though. That was important. Well, Are you going to get back to it? Well, we skip over the part where he's at the Senate and he's getting the power. And then you have um, Padme says, this is how justice or whatever she described it as dies. Yeah. With democracy with, dies with raucous applause. Yeah. Thunderous applause. I mean, honestly, we've seen some of that shit yeah. happen recently in America. And it's kind of scary. I thought that was great. Um, very, he, very poignant. He yeah. goes to Mustafar. Um, you have Yoda who decides I'm going to go just confront. I'm going to walk in like a little cocky fuck to go fight the emperor now. I think he wanted to go die. I, I think, think he I felt think he, so shitty about everything that he was like, dude, I, I think just, he reflected I, on it. I need to said, go like either kill him or die because it's my, my life or his. so bad. Yep. Yep. I agree. No, no sympathy on my part. No. So they duke it out in kind of a silly fight. Just <laughs> a really stupid fight. Why does Yoda's fighting style have to be flip, spin, flip, 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 spin, 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 flip, flip, spin, flip. Like why? Because why he's little. It makes sense. Why does he only spin like a top? Why are people always turning their back on their opponent in this? Because Yoda's not worried about that. I don't Everyone. Know. So, anyways, they have I a fight. It cool. It's okay. 
it's fine. They start throwing those carts at each other as they go up into like the big Senate place. It didn't really work for me. But back on C- Mustafar. Couldn't disagree more. You loved it? Uh, it was a cool place for a fight. Stuff. They were, it was a good mix of, of sword fighting and force fighting, which yeah, I liked. I think it was less of the electric shock stuff. And he's like, and you can clearly see Yoda was able to stop one of them, but the Emperor is more significantly more powerful, which I think was the metaphor that they were going for. There. Yeah. So I thought that was okay. But then you get to Mustafar and you get a moment that some people hate and some people love. I love when Padme shows up. She's all upset. She starts being like, you're going down this path. I can't follow you. You're breaking my heart, Anakin. That stuff was really, really good acting. I really liked that. And I thought she did... She did a lot with a little in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he straight up force chokes her because um, hands on hips, Obi-Wan shows up yeah. at the top of the, at the entrance ramp. So that's why I'm thinking we skip some stuff. To what? Well, just we, when we, she goes, we, he goes on. to talk to her, right? But we skip. Does he, did we skip the part where they have the battle in the rock city, like in the, in the caves where the order is first announced? Yeah, yeah. We did. Which I think was yeah. that's an important part of Obi-Wan's story. That's the only reason I wanted to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Which was, he also kills General Grievous. Kills Grievous. Loved all that. Pretty cool. Loved the, loved the, um, I can't do it, but like, the sound effects, the lizard, loved it. And Eric's, <laughs> no, fuck you. My kids love it, and I love it. I thought it was great. I thought the fight was really cool. That whole area was cool. They and were on the unicycle. It's so memorable. Or the dude. unibike. Yeah. Like, the, and all the, of it was awesome. The Order character 66 design, stuff was flawless yeah they really made that a big deal you know they really showed a lot of jedi going down a lot of different environments they showed how big it was and i think that was perfect and then we get to kashyyyk so this is also why yeah the wookiee stuff Mm, which was you know you get i guess that was supposed to be chewy that's true. I would have preferred Chewie to be a nobody Chew- at this time. He I mean, calls him Chewbacca. Yeah, okay. He said, when he was when he was leaving on the thing, he said, "Thank you, Chewbacca," and the other dude. I just I, why was he like some big important general? I think he should like he ended up just being a total like scumball with, yeah. with Han. So whatever, yeah. who cares? Yeah, didn't fan service. So eventually, though, we get to Mustafar. It's the best part of the whole movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You get this amazing showdown between the two of them he's he's trying to save anakin but at this point i think he knows it's lost right and he says something like i will do i'll do what i must or something and he's Mm -hmm. like you will try yeah and then they duke it out in just a classic lightsaber battle yeah long form lightsaber battle really yeah everywhere they're all over the place they go through the room i didn't like that they had to like hit the controls and that's what messed everything up but whatever not only did they like fight each other they also ruined an entire planet and like (laughs) business infrastructure as well like (laughs) the one thing i think is funny about star wars and it's official after three movies if they just tell you a general star system they go right to the spot yes yeah i mean they're on a planet oh no problem do you need to know where or what city or what what building you said Mustafar. I they, got you, baby. They got light speed. I'm going to land it, and he'll be right there. Yeah. yeah. It's 30 seconds away. <laughs> exactly. So they, they absolutely duke it out. They get into the... Like, I thought that I was... I hated the part in the lava because it looked so silly, but I didn't. It was awesome. Yeah. It was all so good. And, like, it gets to the very end where they jump off of this tower as it cl- flies off it's of collapsing a... Collapsing of a... Mm-hmm. A lava waterfall? A lava waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> lava Niagara Falls, if <laughs> yeah. you will. They jump off. Somehow, Anakin lands on this little tiny robot, and then... And he literally, in the most cocky move while spinning his lightsaber, is like, your end is here, master. Like, pretty much like, this is it. I'm coming to kill you right now. There's no escape. He jumps on this little raft. The two 
Hoover on it, surrounded by lava, absolutely going at it. How heartbreaking was it for that little robot who's like, he's just trying to do his job. He's carrying <laughs> yeah. a bucket of lava. Anakin jumps on him and then like shoves him into the lava and he's like, fuck, I got to drop my bucket. Like just yeah. to stay above like the <laughs> yeah, lava. I know. <laughs> And the funny, they're like, R2 is one of us. He's just like a human to us. Yeah. All other droids, Fuck absolutely <laughs> disposable. <laughs> so I love this part, though. And as Anakin finally gets, starts to get the upper hand, um, Obi-Wan jumps over. For whatever reason, the raft just stops, which I thought was a little weird, but whatever. He yeah. jumps over. He's like, it's over, Anakin. I've got the high ground. If I'm Anakin, I just wait. I flow 100 yards down, I jump back on, and we fight on land again. No, but he was, but, that was his fatal flaw as a kid. Like, he was so cocky. But he, he's literally like, don't try it. Like, I yeah. know what you're going to try to do. It's not going to work. Anakin thinks he's too powerful. He tries to flip over the top and gets literally legs chopped off. Which is, you know, it's so funny because that was the move that Obi-Wan did to, to um, Darth Maul and killed him mm. with it. And so he knew exactly what he was going to do. He had used it before, and he was like, yeah, when he jumps, I'm going to do what Darth Maul should have done. I think the... And chop me the fucking half. I want to say the most telling line from this is not the, I have the high ground, like which is like the most... Uh, like in common nomenclature, everyone yeah, refers yeah. to that one. Um, it's when he's like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Right. And, and you kind of oh, get that. And Obi-Wan is like, well, then you are lost. Yeah. yeah. Like that shit like hit me hard. Was mm-hmm. like, dude... He's it's a 20-year-old kid being manipulated by a Sith Lord. Yeah. yeah. Like he is lost, but there's nothing Obi-Wan can do but cut his legs off. Right. Cuts his legs off, grabs his lightsaber, and just fucking pieces out. Let's him burn. He's doing the I hate you thing, yeah. which is maybe maybe Hayden Christensen's best acting of all three <laughs> all <sighs> both movies that he was but, in. But but I just love when he's like, You were my brother, Anakin. Yeah. I'm like, damn, he's a good actor. You're like, supposed to be the chosen one, Anakin. Oh, like, God. So bring balance off. to the force, not destroy it. Yeah. yeah. That so part good. is peak star wars it was so good (laughs) i loved it i loved every second of it except for the burning flesh part that was a little hard to watch oh i haven't again i was was just i was like graphic and hardcore as hell hardcore i mean this was all the other movies had been pg this one was pg-13 and they used it they used that rating and then you get the emperor just being like we know where he is like we'll just fly right there and pick him up his charred body you get padme dying from a broken heart while giving eh, little birth much, to little twins, much. which is a lot too much, but still, whatever. Uh, you get Luke and Leia reveal as as the twins that she has. Mm-hmm. You get um, where how they end up in the places that they end up in, which is cool. And you had heard Senator Organa a few yep. times, yep. and so if you've been paying attention, maybe you'd have realized yep. that was going to happen. Yep. That was cool. And then you get um, Jimmy Schmitz, Smiths. You, Jimmy you get uh, you. Vader being the skin picked from his body they put on the metal legs as he's screaming too like oh man part was hard kind of brutal they put on the the vader suit for the first time and uh the emperor lies to him and says you killed her you know in your anger you killed her you know so lies and and you get a silly line that yeah and then um and that's the only thing i i wish they would have touched on there is like he builds and you see this in um well, they also send, hang on, I'm sorry. They also send Obi-Wan to With, go sort yeah. of be nearby Luke. Yep. And then they send um, Yoda. Yoda just goes off into exile as a failure, which yeah. he says, I, I'm, I've failed. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm out of here. But but what's the what's the the uh, movie that we like so much? About? Rogue One? Rogue One. You see in Rogue One, Vader's 
castle or whatever on Mustafar. And so he makes that his, his lair, his home. Yeah. yeah. Like he builds like this like Sith. You do? Yeah, he's in there. That's like where they go visit him. Like Krennic or whatever his name is yeah. goes and visits oh, him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like Hawks in or something. Whatever. He's, he's in that like no. that tube of like goo that's like helping oh, him. That's right. And that's in his like home, which is on Mustafar. And so okay. he builds like a castle there. That's which fucking is pretty, sweet. Pretty sick. I wish we saw more of that. I Overall, know. this well, movie. Well, yeah, he, he wrecked the planet. Look, uh, of course he's got a. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, there's no industry there yeah. anymore. So, uh, Overall, this movie was awesome yeah i'm gonna give this movie an 83 um just because the acting takes me out of it so many times um but overall i had just an absolute blast watching this movie i think it's higher than that and i realize and and the only reason i say that is because i know the lines and the acting are going to be bad going into it right Mm -hmm. i've I've accepted that i am moving on to like the the, you know i'm 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 out of the the final stages of grieving right and I love it for its flaws mm-hmm. in some ways, but like the seamless way they told the story, they executed Order 66, everything changed. Everything changed for all of the characters that you loved yeah. and thought so highly of, and it got so much worse. And I think this movie is like an 89. Okay. Um, this is the hardest movie for me to objectively rate that I've ever... I love it. It's a 99 for me, but, but come on. Okay. It's not. You got to take some points. It's off. not. Yeah. So it's 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 like an eighty-seven. You can see the places they could have made it better. Um, but it just it actually in hindsight does improve the two previous movies. They were just building to this. It sucks that we had to put in all that time and watch a couple of pretty bad movies. Sometimes better than were than than you know than that. But um, it all delivered in this. I really love this movie. All right. Next up is Solo. Oh, sweet. Ooh, Solo's next. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can fuck with Solo. <laughs> I like Solo. I, I'm like more excited to watch... Is it going to be Solo and then Rogue One? Rogue One, yeah. yeah. And, then, be, oh, and then yeah. Episode 4. Yeah. We're going recent before we go old school. Yeah. I love it. Chronological. All right, we'll be back with that next week. Watch that. But before we leave, we have to touch on our latest streamer or steamer. Oh. <laughs> we watched... And touch on it briefly. Yeah. We got, we, what was the channel? Peacock? It's on... No, it's on Paramount. Paramount. So Mark Wahlberg <laughs> did a movie on Paramount, and they did some ads for it. Like, they're trying to make it a thing. So I was like, all right, let's go check it out. Um, what'd you guys think? Well, the, let's the movie talk- was called Infinite. Yeah. Infinite. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I watched the whole thing. So I'm going to try to explain to people what it was, and you guys are going to correct me. Okay. Okay. So, Infinite, it's about this, like, it's like Fast and the Furious to start with, like, a crazy car chase scene. And then there's, like, some level of magic. But we don't know who's running or why they're running or what they have or why what's going on at all. And this dude uses like magic and a samurai sword to like get to like a crane. And then um, I think people die, but I wasn't really sure who they were, why, why I would care or anything like that. Right. Did I get that right? Yeah. Then we find um, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he is like a know-it-all um, guy who's like dealing with like drug guys, maybe. <laughs> He's like a total loser. <laughs> he, but he knows everything. Right. He like knows every fact about everything ever, and like like every he knows Mark how to Wahlberg do movie. stuff that he shouldn't know how to do. And then he like gets into a fight, and then he gets taken to a police station, and then this guy at the police station starts like doing all this weird shit, and he's like, "You need to get me out of here!" Like the police, police chief, come in here, and then a car crashes into the police station with a battering ram, like Mad Max style kind of shit. And then they have like a Fast and the Furious, like armored truck versus battering ram car mm-hmm. fight race that like blows up an entire city. Yeah. Kills so many people. 
Am, um, I, am I right at this point? You you got it so far. So yeah. Th- so then, <laughs> so then he goes to like an ancient, what I can only assume a Japanese temple that is like on a mountaintop, and it has like <laughs> mystic powers, <laughs> and he finds out that he's like a <laughs> like a being that is reincarnated over and over and over, and he has been doing this forever, but he, for whatever reason, can't remember. And they think he might be this one guy who died, but we don't know exactly who he is because his memory doesn't work. This is where I turned it off. Yeah, I didn't watch any farther. I don't think I made it to the temple. Okay. I actually <laughs> quit before that. So he goes to the temple where they have an absolute armory of weapons. By the way, if you guys, this is our last thing, so if you're like, oh, damn, I really want to watch this movie, just tune out now but i'm telling you it's it's a steamer it's, yeah. a, it's an absolute steamer <laughs> so, we're worried about our audience at this point look guys uh this movie blows so, so then he goes there and then they like put him in like a a water thing with with the guy from the league you know um the like obnoxious guy from the league who played, who played yeah who plays jay you know that's great. He's, I, maybe I'm going to start. No, no, no. He didn't save it. He didn't save it, right? No. So he he has like a, he has like, he, he can bring his mind back. He can bring him to the point of his death. And he starts to kind of realize that he was the guy, or at least he can remember the memories of the guy who stuck the samurai sword into the crane. And he dies. He gets like hung by this villain or whatever. And like right before he died, he was like, if I, if I fail, look inside. And so he realizes that the black guy who was with him at the place is actually this other force of people who keeps getting reincarnated. Yeah. And he's created the egg. And the egg has this green stuff that no one's ever described what it was. No way. That can kill all life on Earth so that they can escape the cycle of rebirth. So then he realizes look inside meant that the preserved body of that guy who used to be him, who's technically dead, has the egg. He cut himself open and put the egg in his body before he died. Mm. So then they find the egg. But for whatever reason, I don't remember why, the black guy can see he can see their security cameras so he knows this is happening because <laughs> <laughs> okay. plot is hard can we anyways it gets to the end and uh this is must talk about okay so the <laughs> the black guy takes the body of the guy um after killing multiple the of these guy. good guys you have the egg guy yeah and then they're on a plane uh, and it's like a big cargo plane and they like cut the egg out and he's like yep i've got it and then literally mark Wahlberg takes a motorcycle jumps it off of what I believe was the side of a cliff onto the wing of the airplane. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. He uses the samurai sword to stab into the wing and he's hanging on as the airplane is flying full speed to a samurai sword, not attached to the plane in any way. But then he uses the same kind of magic that he used <laughs> earlier in the movie to just stand up and the wind doesn't affect him at all. He cuts open a door, goes into the plane, has kind of a badass fight for the egg, which it's attached to a bomb that's going to blow up everyone in the world. They both jump out of the plane and are hanging on to the bomb. They fight in midair. He stabs the dude to death, disarms the egg, and then crashes into the ocean, dies again, and then is reborn as like a little Japanese boy. (laughs) And that's the end. That was the worst movie I've seen in a long time. It was bad. Wow. I can't believe you stuck stuck with it. Yeah. This Don't is... watch this movie. This movie was such a steamer. I am embarrassed I watched it all. I'm and, actually and really impressed. Like, you had a pretty good synopsis going. Yeah, no, you kind of nailed it. I actually, I think you got the plot. Um, yeah, this is a big skip. I didn't know what the people were or who they were fighting or why they were fighting or what why they could come back or literally anything about it. I just blindly watched the movie. This is the only thing I want to say before we leave. To me, the pitch for this movie was they were like, all right, studio, we've got a big hit for you guys. 
all right? It's going to be Mark Wahlberg mixed with a little bit of Samurai, okay? Mixed with a little bit of Fast and the Furious. Okay. And then it's going to be just like um, Tenet, but shitty as hell. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty much what I thought that they pushed this movie as, and then they just absolutely did that. They fucking made it. Yeah. Yeah, this movie was so bad that even the the car and, and stunt scenes were CG. I noticed. So, like, a, a car jumps out of a building. It wasn't... It was CG. This movie like, was whoa. really bad. Don't ever watch it. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. That's all the time we have on this episode of the Nordy's Podcast. I know we went long today, but who cares? We're having a great time. Hopefully... It's the summer of Star Wars, baby. That's okay. Summer Let's of go. Star Wars. Yeah. So, hopefully, you guys had a good time with us. Watch Solo this week. Let us know what you think. Until next time, thank you guys for listening to the Nordy's Podcast. Peace.